Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and JC. And it starts right now. Welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Uh, d- episode ninety four. We're creeping up on the hundredth. Big. What we got to have some big plans for that. Huge. I know, what are we gonna do? No way we know. make it. <laughs> First joke of the day. First yeah. joke of the day. Oh, and he's back on the board. <laughs> One day without an accident. <laughs> Flip the sign. <laughs> After last week, I was too afraid to come up with any bad jokes to start out the show. <laughs> you realize that was all like a, like almost like a, you know, a prank on you. Yeah, he had to. It seemed yeah. like a reaction. No, you thought it was good. Oh, no, it, I, it was good. And I've been okay. hearing about how good it was. But, but um, because of gold. A lot of people work for you. Just remember that. When you've been hearing about how good something is. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> are you saying that people are scared of the are you Are you saying that Allie Raisin works for me? <laughs> We love you, Allie. Oh, boss. She to so the funny, show this one. Apple crumbles. Oh, my God, boss. You're so That's good. exactly how she talks. my funny bone. Yeah. <laughs> how do you She's think a, of them, boss? A 1930s newsie. Uh, Allie listens to the show every week. Thank you for listening, Allie. Hi, Allie. Um, yeah. So I had a kind of a, Goldie, we talked about this a little bit during the week because it was so humorous uh, to me. I'll let you behind the curtain of my life a little bit here. So uh, the wife and I, Tall and I, uh, we were, you know, we decided we found a perfect five-minute window to be intimate, oh. uh, as oh, wow. one does in a married couple. And uh, so there we are. We're doing the deed, if I can call it a deed. It's a very brief, small deed. Um, and, you know, you don't really notice necessarily your wife's hair. Like, what, what it, you know... What what a woman is doing to their hair, I think, is is kind of important to them, and I feel like it's noticed by certain people, but maybe not by husbands necessarily. <laughs> are, are you? So I, I this is just context for what's about. No to idea what you're talking about, but go on. <laughs> yeah. So right. <laughs> like you just you just don't notice all the little things they do with their hair. If it's a little different, I'm probably oblivious. Anyway, maybe it's just me. So we're uh, you know being intimate. And my hand is behind her head, 
and I feel that she's got a ponytail. And I'm thinking to myself, mm. all right, it's, it's time to live up to the me that I was talking about when we were doing those intimacy cards when we were on vacation. <laughs> like, you know, I, okay, I, I'm taking the note. Take charge more. Like, yes, I got it. So there's this ponytail. And, you know, we're, we're being close. So I just take the opportunity to give it, you know, just kind of a nice tug. Tug. Not like anything to, to, you know, write home about, but just like, hey, I'm here taking charge like you asked. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm not really getting much of a response, but that's okay. I'm like, I don't care. I'm taking charge anyway. And then I give it even a couple more tugs during and I'm thinking to myself, what a wild man I am. Just like I'm living the life of my intimacy cards. Yes, we are. It's happening. So then we're finished, or at least I'm finished. And uh, so you're she, finished. Yeah. So we're both finished. So she she gets up from the bed, and in my still clenched fist is the tassel of a throw pillow <laughs> that was behind that was behind her the whole time, and I had no idea. I had been just like, "Yeah, here oh we go." Oh my god! <laughs> and and then may I ask? In her hand, was there a cheese curl? (laughs) Oh, my God. I thought I had it the whole time. (laughs) Oh, my. Yes. So that was, uh, you know, a little fun moment. Did you tell her? Well, now you're telling her. No, no, no. I did in the moment because I I had to because I was literally shocked. Like, what? Oh, my God. That's not your hair. When I said take charge, I didn't mean beat the shit out of a pillow. I know. (laughs) While we were doing it. Oh. Oh God, it's funny. Yeah, so that was that was <laughs> a little moment from, from my week. Yeah, uh, and, and now Goldie, I know we've both been uh, enjoying the NBA playoffs. Certainly, the the Celtics are moving on. Yeah, um, but you've been watching with a kind of like a different attitude this year. Well, mm. I you know I consume a lot of uh, sports podcasts as well because when I'm walking the dog, it's just something I know I can listen to without really listening and. Mm-hmm. Like to keep them on, but yeah. And Boston's one of these cities that the fans are always eager to congratulate themselves for how good they are. Like yes, we're the we, best we, fans we somehow. We're great. You were really good at you know paying a lot for tickets. We we for the know the row. game. Yeah, we yeah. know the game. We understand it. And so in that Sixers Celtics game seven, Celtics are blowing them out in the second half, and the fans are going crazy and then and the announcers are are saying you know and i've noticed this in several different games when there's a big shot of their team is ahead and then the fans are all up and then the announcers will go and these these boston fans are some of the best fans it's like oh oh, really when when they're up 40 and things are going amazingly and they know they're going to the next round they're great fans like Show the Sixers fans if they're still up and going crazy. Those are great fans. Like you don't get credit for just being happy when everything's great. That doesn't That's make so anything about you great. You're not yes. great. Yeah, you're a fair weather bandwagon fan. Yes, yes. The mark yep. of a great fan is when you know the Sixers plane lands at two a.m. and you greet them at the airport after they lost. Okay. Yes. You earned it. But you don't earn it by joining a fucking mob. <laughs> I did it's funny, I was watching the same game. I remember when they said, listen to these fans, they're they're terrific here. Yeah. yeah. Up thirty. It's yeah. And then it's like 
you know, Mark Wahlberg, who's been given a ticket, isn't a great fan. It's like <laughs> you never have to encounter a single other person on the way to your very exclusive seat. We'll keep everyone away from you and bring you not the standard stadium food, but the special <laughs> food we have for you. And then on your way out, you'll have security and you'll get to touch the players. Oh, what a great fan he is. <laughs> what a man of the people. Oh, he loves the team more than anyone taking his free VIP experience. He's great. Yeah, being old, being the only person allowed on the field after the Super Bowl. What a fan! Oh, what a fan! One of us, yeah. man of the people. Can't wait to shake his hand if I'm ever allowed oh, to. Never allowed to. Now, dare I? Yeah, ask? He was. I was in scenes with him in Ted for two weeks. Never talked to me once. But okay, he's a great oh, fan. Fun. Great coworker. A great fan. <laughs> man of the people. Say hello to your mother for me. That was yes. the SNL bit, right? Yes. That was very funny. So now, but just to talk about it for a second, because you brought it up, we're down to the final four in the NBA. We got the the Celics, the Miami Heat, the Lakers, and the Denver Rich and Creamy Nougats. Um, are you... I know your sort of new theory now is like you just kind of want to whoever's playing great, you're kind of going to be with them. But what which sort of goes against your last point. But what team out of the four are you pulling for at this point? Because they haven't even started their game. I I guess I'd kind of like to see the Nuggets win just because they've never had it before. How can you not say the Celtics? I'm surprised. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I've, I've I've relinquished. My Boston fandom. I've just right. I've just dropped it on the ground and said, you know what? Uh, everyone from Boston's so proud of like, and I never forgot my roots. I'm I'm very proud. I've forgotten my roots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I'm from anymore. I can imagine my dad loving this part of the podcast. I am ditching it. <laughs> dad, I don't. I you like I'm that. not part of it. But I I just watching the games. I I a I think it's hilarious that. You know, the Warriors and Lakers had a not even that competitive series, and everyone said, well, you know, the Lakers, could they go to the finals? I, I think they're going to get trounced by Denver, as I oh, think everyone so. will. I think Denver's by far the best team. Wow. We shall see. That's exciting. Who are you rooting uh, for? Seas. <laughs> I know. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> you know. God, you set me up, you son of a bitch. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. All right, speaking of setups, let's get in. (laughs) To Johnny Jokes. Well, from Hollywood, where I've always been from, here's Johnny. Oh, yes. And away we stay. Here we go. First one. Here's a little story you might have heard. Uh, Nike co-founder Phil Knight has donated $400 million to help Portland's black community. Boy, that guy is going to be rich. No. <laughs> Just one black guy in Portland. Just a joke there. Oh. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you couldn't get I, I knew. I felt well, I did not want to be recorded laughing at that until I knew what it was about. <laughs> you did? You knew it? No, I didn't okay. get it. And then you explained it, and then it was too late to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, all right, plenty, plenty more opportunities for laughter here. Okay. <laughs> 
Peloton, maybe you heard this, Peloton is recalling two million of its bikes after several riders were injured by the seat. Uh, the recall leaves two million families wondering where they'll dry their laundry. <laughs> kind of what it's used for. Mostly. Yeah. I, I'm counting on a big closer today. Here we go, number three. Uh, the FDA. The FDA has officially ended a ban on blood donations from people who have changed their sexual identity. Boy, talk about a transfusion. <laughs> okay. that's, that's funny. And finally. That's the fam- joke where they go, is Johnny too old to have the show? <laughs> <laughs> I did say that many times in the 80s. Uh, family members of the author of the famous Frog and Toad children's books are now speculating that the duo are a same-sex couple. Yeah. Uh, they went on to add that if the two use a condom, they'd better rib it. Oh. <laughs> Johnny number two. I'm planning on a huge closer. <laughs> I know, I did say that. He did. They'd, they'd better rib it. Right. Uh, Frog and Toad. All right, here we go. <laughs> Apple reportedly has a new headset called Reality Pro that's a full decade ahead of anything available on the market today. Yeah, the new device is so far ahead of its time, my wife has already lost three of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's vintage, Johnny. All right. A new report claims that the Kelly Clarkson show is toxic behind the scenes. Have you seen the show? It's also toxic in front of the scenes. <laughs> little little mean for Johnny, but you know, maybe Kelly said something about him being too old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did refuse to come on his show. <laughs> well, the USDA is considering banning chocolate milk in schools. Uh, yeah, wouldn't want those shooters getting a sugar rush. Well, I don't know if you read about this. A man's family found him dead wearing a women's swimsuit with a ping pong ball up his butt after (laughs) electrocuting himself during a masturbation session gone awry. Yeah, well, sad as they were. At least they finally found their ping pong ball. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, now this I've I've never attempted one of these before. I have oh. a Craig Ferguson. Oh, oh yes! Wow, oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, bad news, everybody. I don't know if you've heard about this. Bad news. <laughs> Britney Spears' marriage is reportedly in trouble. Don't laugh! <laughs> no! No! Don't laugh! No! 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 She's trying! She's had a difficult time with the conservancy and such! She's had a difficult life! You don't laugh at her! No! It's not funny! It's not funny when you have trouble in life! You've had it, I've had it! And we just sit here! She's done nothing but entertain you! So don't laugh! Turned into yeah. Jagger for a second. <laughs> I, I don't know where the impression is. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. 
Oh my God, that yeah. was hilarious. Oh, great Ferguson. Oh, that was just great. Oh, so you great. know, we have one of the voiceover guys on Family Guy. He's awesome, Josh Robert Thompson. Yeah, uh, the he best. Does many, many great voices, but he was like the sidekick kind of yeah. on Ferguson oh, yeah. for years. The so every time, t- oh, I don't know why, every time he comes on to to record, I just go, "Oh, Josh," and he just he he does the best. <laughs> oh, Josh, you know I can't. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to get the band back together. <laughs> oh, we have a great guest today. Former SNL head writer, writer on Girls 5 Eva, writer, an author. We have an author here. Yes. Uh, co-author of the book, How to Win at Feminism, and creator and showrunner of the upcoming animated show, Praise Petey. Please welcome Anna Dresden. Anna, Woo-hoo! welcome. Yeah. Thank you very much. I do identify primarily as an author. Um, yes. I don't like for people to mention my TV credits. Oh, sorry. We can, about for me. We'll edit that out. Stone pillow. We'll edit no, that please. out. <laughs> yes, we established a code before the show that we're going to play the Lucille Ball quote about us having to go to the bathroom whenever we want to cut something out here. So glad we Janice, got that out of the way. can we just hear it as an example? Is it ready? <laughs> yeah. I has to go bathroom. <laughs> there it is. That was uttered on primetime television in sometime in the 70s or the 80s. Uh, now, Anna, I couldn't help but notice it literally in the 20 seconds before this interview started, the hair did a complete change. You did oh, you no. did something to your hair. What'd you do this here? Is my nightmare. Why? Do that? Why? <laughs> well, okay. Here's yeah. the deal. I don't know mm-hmm. if this has made its way to you guys, but apparently. We're not supposed to have side bangs anymore. Oh, it's part of the strike? Or? No, yeah, it's through <laughs> I. Um, Wait, give, yeah. give Goldie time okay. to write this down. Goldie, no, no side bangs. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. I'm trying to do something different in my hair. You know, okay. You know, women like they have, they still have 80s hair on their head. Yes. 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 Because that's how they know how to look nice. Yes. Right. And yes. they're not trying to do it a dated hairstyle they're just like this is how i make my face look nice with my hair right and i haven't fa- like of course i've tried the 90s and 2000s hairstyle but it doesn't work for my face okay i'm worried that i'm doing that with 2012 hair which <laughs> yes. is parted down the middle and so no no, no. What's yeah well parted down the middle is how you are required to do it now. oh yeah i don't do that <laughs> yeah <don't>. this is <laughs> These are the new rules. This is new rule. Uh, yeah, it just is like elder millennials obsessed with what Gen Z thinks, even though it's like probably right. not what they think at all. But so I've been trying to do middle part, but yeah. I feel that I look very much like a potato. <laughs> the middle part, which it's not. Everybody loves potatoes. I just uh, love a good potato. I think my hair is slightly thinning, just right where the middle part meets my forehead. Right. I think I discovered that last week. So I'm trying to be brave and like. I don't know. I'm yeah. trying to switch up my hair so that I can get used to what my face looks like in the mirror <laughs> with different hair oh. without yes. thinking yes. I don't look nice anymore. I have to go back to rose gold Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I Obama love this. second term. <laughs> I love hearing about this whole process. And yeah, at the risk of uh, becoming a future appendix and how to win at feminism, I have noticed that... Uh, the Rachel haircut is still alive and well in the middle of this country. It's like what people still ask it, for. Oh, oh when were like, you in the middle of the country? Oh, I fly over it all the time. And I look you, out and the you window, have, like very powerful binoculars, <laughs> where you're seeing what's going on. Yes. Goldie, let let the people talk about hair. 
Yeah. <laughs> New Why? rule. If you haven't been to the middle of the country, <laughs> don't comment on its hairstyles, okay? It's alive and well. Am I wrong? Oh Am God. I wrong? I Club know. random in here. <laughs> Goldie's still mad about apple crumbles. So we're doing a little bit of that I, the way I got excited when you said the strike is over soon. Right, and the I way would... my heart just burst through the floor into the basement when you said apple crumbles. Yes, welcome to Goldie's world. Yes. yes. And, and Goldie was so right. The idea that I would ever have any kind of hot <laughs> tip on the strike. It reached Cape Cod. And now we know about everything. I don't even I was... think you'd have news about... The bakery having apple crumbles. <laughs> You're right about that, too. I don't it's get true. out to the bakery. I don't leave this property. You are correct. All right, so we've sidetracked here at the beginning on your hair. Now we understand what's going on and why there was the last minute so, adjustment. Yeah, I had yeah. it all the way straight back. I thought my face looked weird. I brought it my didn't. bangs down. It didn't. At least, and they're sort of highlighted. I paid a lady to... The highlights look great. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm not allowed to to say that anymore. Yes, you are. You actually have to now. And if you don't, it's bad. So you better be careful. It switched. The pendulum swung. Um, The most humiliating thing about being a female comedy writer who gets her hair done in Beverly Hills is that you see them take pictures of the fronts of everyone else's haircut. And then your haircut, they take a picture of the back. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is... I was oh. like, you are correct. Oh my God. <laughs> everyone else. Humiliating. Everyone else. Eleven right. years old and gorgeous. Um, <laughs> anyway. All right. So so Anna, we, we talked a little bit about this. We touched on it before we started here, but you are from Massapequa on Long Island. Yes. Um and you grew up there. Mm-hmm. Now I have a couple things that whenever I feel like Massapequa is is sort of like a I, I often meet people from Massapequa. Let's put it that way. Um, tell me <laughs> if I'm wrong. The Baldwins are the from Massapequa. They are from Massapequa. Yes. And okay. I had always heard this stat. Maybe I'm wrong. It's a very fun way to start off an interview. <laughs> I heard more uh, um, uh, American soldiers from Vietnam died that were from Massapequa than anywhere else. Like any, what? like the, they have the biggest <laughs> concentration of killed in action in wow. Vietnam. Dark. What? That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. What? That's it, wild. Will you check that out for me next time you're home? I will. I Wait, f- that's why this town is 98% women. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh that's crazy. Uh, and, and did I get this right? Because sometimes the, uh, Wikipedia can, can lie to everyone. Your dad, uh, yeah. doctor <laughs> and uh, head, of, head of pharmacology, uh, did he work in Amityville? He did. Okay, Amazing. so you have Massapequa and the Amityville horror. Yeah. Like, this is, you, is Amityville and close to where you grew up? It's right next to it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's on either side of the county border. Did you watch that movie? Did, were you like, holy I, shit? Well, you had a podcast I, that was like scary stories, too. So. Yeah, I didn't watch the original, but it was like growing up, you understood that a murder and movie happened nearby. <laughs> and some parts of the movie were not right. But and some parts of, like it was it was a little hazy what was real and what wasn't. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, I mean, uh, but I did watch the remake starring Ryan Reynolds, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's, you want to watch the other one. But I found the remake to be the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. Intentionally? Yeah. Wow. Wait, or I'll say it made me more scared at night than any other movie wow. I've ever seen. Oh, okay. I, that's interesting. So There's, have you... Ugh. 
Yeah. What what about it scared you so much? There's just one scene where there's a little girl, a yeah. ghost who mm. has a a hole in her head. I don't want to say it's a it starts with a B and ends with an ullet, but you can't see. <laughs> you can you can say I don't, that. I, but it's just, it's so early. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're listening to it whenever they want, you know. So. That's true. We don't yeah, know. It might be late. Anyway, this little girl goes in a like grabs Ryan Reynolds' finger and puts it in her bullet hole in her head. Oh, Whoa. and I saw yeah. that and was like, "Well, that's what I'll be thinking about." <laughs> yes, that's entertaining. Yeah, yeah thanks, the folks. Stars. And then the little girl ghost looked right at camera and said. I has to go bathroom. That's oh, shit. <laughs> I had missed I it. Thinking, Sorry. Like, what could it be? Sorry. Well, how do we know? Um, <laughs> well, d- you'll be in for a treat when you watch the original because it is 5% scary and 95% hilarious looking at James Brolin with his like beard and kind of get up of the, <laughs> oh, the, the late it. 70s and thinking, oh, holy shit, Barbara <laughs> Streisand picked this guy. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. What a sex pot. She said it's him. <laughs> yep. Uh, so watch that when you get a chance. But this is all this is all in your neighborhood. Um, so can I just bring up a Barbara yeah. Streisand fact? Oh, please. You, you were bringing up a, a Massapequa fact? Sure. I've heard... <laughs> At her house in Malibu, she has an underground mall. Have you ever heard that? I have. I have. Yes. Do people yeah. work in the stores in her, like, presumably just trapped down there? <laughs> I, I, I think so. As I and understand he, it, yes, it's like the mall is like a tongue-in-cheek way to display her belongings. Ah. Oh. Why am I defending her? <laughs> no, that, no, that makes her sound <laughs> no, worse. No, no. I'm not defending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much weirder but somebody had a show like a one-man show about working in the mall underneath barbara streisand's oh. house which is nice oh. wow. and they followed okay. up with a theater fact oh <laughs> it's okay we're not judging we're not judging theater not fact going well. oh boy theater fact yeah. ryan reynolds to, bullet I, hole it's I just it's go going bad i has to go it's going very well it wait is. also i do have to correct the record and say that my dad is not a doctor of pharmacology he oh. is simply a pharmacist oh, so is mine and, that's how did, how i have that? a weird amount of people that i've liked for no reason whose dads are also pharmacists it's <laughs> really weird like, Janice and I, like, there's 1,000 people who work at SNL, yes. and I, we like a beeline for each other. We did, yes. Aww. Pharmacist dad. The pharmacist I, dad. I, I think Danny Smith would have something to say about that coincidence. Yeah. yeah I got goosebumps just thinking about it. There we go. <laughs> That's one of our family guy writers who says that all the time. Do you think right. as, as a as young man, your father's dreamed of standing in the corner of a much larger store? <laughs> no, it's it, it's pushing pills with a knife. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. slowly oh. pushing pills into a bottle. <laughs> uh, and so, were that were there any uh, shall we say, forgive the pun, perks about oh, growing gee. up the child of a pharmacist? Because the if perks, there are, if there are some extra, I'd that's like pretty. Fun. <laughs> I guess the perks are like your dad's always on the phone with a worried aunt. <laughs> <laughs> You know a lot about drugs, about yeah. other, other people's drugs and medications. Yeah, like I can call him to be like, I have a cold. What do I take? And he'll say, <laughs> just sort of one of two things. 
depending yeah. on where the cold is in your in your head. Yes. No, but we unlike <laughs> this is definitely a sign of like things that don't happen anymore. But uh, when I was little, they would have like if they had a work party for like the Christmas party at the at the he worked at a pharmacy at a hospital. So yeah. did they would know. set up like a, a little station area for kids to put. <laughs> Um, pills in the bubble and like the blister packs oh <laughs> with the like the the stamp press thing that would like seal it <laughs> and I don't I like have half a memory that he said oh well those were going in the garbage anyway they were expired but I'm a little bit like I think kind of they were it's like working yeah, for free it labor it doesn't seem like a coincidence that you only have half a memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, don't know, I don't think they were that expired no yeah then we it's not like drugs hit a certain date and then it's like and it's not medicine anymore like that makes no sense i agree but my dad would not i'm like i'll still take it let's get them on here let's Let's get them both on here make them oh my god he would love a podcast i gotta keep him away from a podcast it'll be all over oh my god my dad's the same way we just never stop talking um so what made you laugh growing up? What were the things that you were watching or consuming or reading or, or any listening to that were that were making you laugh as a kid? I was a big whose line is it anyway, girl. Yeah, that was my cool. your jam. absolute corner of the sky. Um, <laughs> That's where it's another, the- the- another theater reference. Oh, God. It just like paint a fucking company. target on my own back. No. Um, Do you have a favorite <laughs> among the cast? For me, it was really the combination of, I think it was the ensemble, but yeah, I really, Colin Mockery was a, an important figure in my, in my oh, life. Wait, now, was he the host? No, he was the Canadian guy, the bald guy. Okay. Now, who was that host with the, the British guy with the Oh, round that's Clive face? Anderson. Clive, that's right. <laughs> Clive. He, was, he was good at his job. Yeah, I got to go back and watch it. You know, at the time I was like, he's not funny. But I think now I'd I'd have an appreciation for how he kept things moving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) It's sort of like me dealing with Goldie, just keeping him moving. (laughs) We can get stuck in the mud if you want. (laughs) (laughs) He's ready today, I can tell. It's so good. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So whose line is it anyway on Comedy Central? Big whose line? Yeah, Comedy Central, big in our house. Yeah. I just, uh, I wasn't like class clown, but it was like giggle with the one weird boy and then he gets yelled at for laughing. (laughs) How to win at feminism. How to win. (laughs) Giggle with the one weird boy, the Anna Dresden story. (laughs) Like a fake book? (laughs) Was Now, was SNL also on the list of things that you watched as a kid? Yes, I liked it a lot. I mostly watched it in syndication on like vh1 or comedy central yeah, right that was a big central. like a crisp hour of snl <laughs> yes. right well, by the way they could they could take a tip from that the hour always makes that show sing listen. for sure yes the now, hour, listen I, I, we'll get in much more into snl as we go but I, it, nobody bites on this theory of mine but i contend that you know, people go back and forth with one one minute they're like SNL's terrible, and then the next minute they're like SNL's the best. Are you watching? I contend the difference between what people say is terrible and what people say is fantastic show is simply one sketch. Like if there's one funny sketch in a show, only one, people mm-hmm. say, yeah, the show's not good anymore. If there are two, best show ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's like SNL's like a baseball game where it's like 
if two, ex- you're right. If two exciting things happen, that was the incredible. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's just a public utility. Like it's going yes. to happen. And yeah. like, uh, you'll, you'll take what you're given. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally like if, if it feels like something is happening in the room, that's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. And yes. it's, it can be, that's like a feat to pull off with 400 people in the audience. And yeah, especially after COVID, like audiences yeah. just weren't used to sitting in groups yeah. right. and watching the same thing at the same time. So it took a, yeah. why am I talking about COVID and SNL? <laughs> well, it's, it's <laughs> well, no, I think you should be asking yourself, why do you question like half of the things you say? <laughs> because I, half the time you're like a I theater could, note. I know. I do think, uh, it's okay. you know, you I go like off. the fake book. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I need more. I need more medications, I guess. I call dad. Call dad. Anything expi- Anything good expiring lately? Hey, Warren, what's up? Is his name Warren? You bet. Oh, I love it. What a great name. So, okay, you're laughing at SNL. Whose line is it anyway? You're giggling with the weird boy in school, and he's getting in trouble. <laughs> Does this roll into high school and college? Did you perform? Did you start doing more stuff with, with your comedy at that point? Yeah, so we had a improv club in ninth grade. Wow. <laughs> and it was immediately shut down. Our our big performance was at halftime of the big lip sync contest, which was <laughs> halftime. Huge oh. in Massapequa. Oh. Um picture a girl with curly hair, it's up in a ponytail. She's singing she's lip syncing out tonight from rent. Oh. And then at the big the biggest chorus, she undoes her hair and shakes it and <laughs> glitter flies everywhere. Wow. And people go insane. <laughs> we didn't have drag race. We didn't know about reveals. Right. So then they all take a break. The improv club comes out. <laughs> a boy from Farmingdale High School has come because he's friends with someone in the group. He immediately says the F word in a scene with me. <laughs> the club gets shut down. <laughs> no oh. way. That rise and fall... I'll be chasing it my whole life. <laughs> too electrifying. Yeah. Did you get yelled at as a group or was it just understood that it was over? I think it was understood that it was over. Wow. You don't you don't do improv when people are expecting a break and then also swear. Like yeah. that's too yeah. too pretty big problems. Was, the, was yeah. there a gasp from the audience or was it a mixture of like kids laughing and a gasp or Here's the thing. I don't think there was enough audience paying attention to foment a <laughs> united reaction sound. Right. People Great were kind of like, are we supposed to be watching this? Because yeah, we, what were, told, we what, were told there does, was a break. When did the hot girls come out and sing, lip sync, pour some sugar on me? Oh, my God. Right. What was the name of your improv, improv group? It didn't have one. It was just oh. Improv Club. Oh. Well, God um, bless you for that. Yeah. God for bless. Not having, for not having a pun name for your improv troupe. It it was it didn't even get that far. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I did drama club, but like wasn't talented and would like audition for everything and like not get parts and then be like, well, I'm in charge of props. Right. And they'd yeah. say, Are no one's fighting for that. <laughs> and just like kind of stand in the back of rehearsals and watch the more talented kids <laughs> rehearse and be like you, your cross started too soon. Right. You're supposed to cross later. <laughs> like, I right. love that. So right. you're you're nerding out with the technical stuff in the back, just Not trying even to the just trying to take stuff. whatever power you can get. Well, because like the technical theater guys, they were up in the like 
the light yeah. loft Capital. that had its own kind of politics and like ladder. Sure, yeah. I was just like prop girl. Yeah. <laughs> and they gave me access to the prop closet and I would eat my lunch in there. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, this just... is getting great. We may have to add some sad violin music to that because Please. that was just awesome. <laughs> I was so happy. Were you using a funny big fork when you would eat your lunch? <laughs> Fish. Eating a rubber chicken in the prop closet. I was um, eating a, a fork appropriate to the scene. <laughs> <laughs> now, so when if you're the prop person, do you do that stereotypical hilarious thing of like when the lights are dark, you're darting on and off the stage, placing your props? Yes. Like Amon? Oh, Amon, yeah. I mostly I was uh I, I'm sure I did that at some point, but my main memory was the prop table that was in the oh, wings. Yeah, you were the, have yeah. masking tape squares, just the perfect size for the prop, and it would go there. And I would go insane when people would put their own, like, their drink on the prop table. <laughs> That's not a prop. Were you at that point feeling that there had been a fall from grace because you were in an improv scene where someone had sworn and now you were relegated to backstage? Or, or was there not a sense of it having been an arc? I think it was like I got a taste of the stage and I was going to do whatever it took to be close to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, okay. The prop stuff, is that high school that we're talking? That's high school, yeah. Okay, so did this carry into college? You Any bet. Okay. Yeah. Props I was not going to take, no, I auditioned for NYU and got in yes. and just through <laughs> sheer force of. Was that um, shocking to everyone that the person doing the props was now getting into NYU for theater? I got to ask them. I'll get them together. Uh, <laughs> Once we, when I hang up with you guys. I'll yeah. You them. left them in the dust. Yeah. So yeah. Fast. Like who? Don't care. There definitely is the thought of like, okay. It's a high school in Long Island. We're near Broadway. There's like eight girls who are gunning for Broadway. And like six of them can sing. Two of them are freaky prop girls. And who's going to make it? Right. And like, oh, yes. Do, do you audition the of, for NYU or do you like write essays like a conventional college? It's a it's a both. It's a both. Okay. Um, That's awesome. What's the audition like? Is it? You do two monologues and then for people, I guess. Dramatic or humorous? or it's, It has each. to be contrasting. Oh. So it can be. I feel physically ill talking about what did co- you the do? college audition process. Oh, really? I'm, I so want to hear some of it. Oh God! The most exciting thing about my college audition was it was at one of the. It was like either Ripley Greer or like one of the big audition studios, like on Forty Second Street, and everyone was all abuzz because right down the hall. Rehearsing for a show was none other than Cheetah Rivera. <laughs> people were aware of it. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect New York City level excitement. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to rent studio space at Harlequin. Did you ever go there? And it smelled like ivory soap. And it was something like <laughs> 8 or $12 an hour and practiced oh. my Neil Simon scenes with my acting partner. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. I would the love soup, to see it's too peppery. It's too peppery. Do you ever just wonder, what were we doing? Like, just stop. I, I oh. mean, I was under the delusion that, like, because I now I think I'd be better because it's very clearly visually who I would have to be in any scene. It's like, you're the insane, weird dad or, like, the fucking weirdo behind the counter or the grump boss. But back then it was like, you're not a leading man. You're not really a character. 
you're not handsome, but you're not like a freak. So it was like, it's just a <laughs> oh, guy saying handsome. stuff that was written. Yep. Just <laughs> yep. a guy saying stuff that was written. Yeah. That's right. You Exactly. Just like a bunch of the sons and daughters of pharmacists in a yeah. Room, yeah. pretending yeah. to have experienced any emotion. <laughs> yeah, or life. Any life. So bad. It's so cringy, you're right, to think back on. But so, so you audition with your contrasting monologues, which we may or may not get into what they were from, at least. Spoon River Anthology. I thought it was from The Owl and the Pussycat. I did have a Spoon River Anthology monologue yes, book. Yes, great question. Oh, really important. Amazing. Um, I forget what my other one was from. Okay. It seems but let's like all sit don't. here together until I remember. Yeah, I know. The way your eyes darted around there made me feel like maybe you remembered it. Um, I feel okay. like you did remember, and now you're acting over remembering because you don't want to talk about it with oh my a God. very convincing amnesia. Am I telegraphing? I'm telegraphing the emotion. I'm not feeling uh. it. I w- no, honestly, what you saw, my that eye dart, you're right. I did have an eye dart. You're yes. not crazy. You did no, see what you saw. It was me remembering a book that I purchased from Barnes & Noble called Acting is Everything, colon, <laughs> How to Make It as an Actor in Los Angeles. Yes! Los Angeles, wow. <laughs> Time to dust that off. Written by Flebo Dazibu. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of him? The best, Flebo. I got to see all his pictures. Oh, oh my God. Wow, it really, like... It was the perfect, it, it, it paints a picture of like someone who's like, I'd like to be an actor in Los Angeles. Let me go to Barnes and Noble and purchase a book <laughs> to learn. And it, it was really good advice. Like, you know, if you are shaped like a penguin, send the casting director a little penguin to put on her desk afterwards. So that when she sees it, she'll think of you. Oh, yes. wow. Um, wow. Numerology for your stage name. Very important. Oh, wow. Oh. And I would sit in the bubble bath and highlight it. and that was my preparing i'm like not i won't quit acting i don't like it i don't want to do it i'm not good at it no one wants me to do it i can't stop by the way this is this is do you ever look back at what you highlighted i i know that i have the copy somewhere i if i find it i will send you pictures because one of my prized possessions is um i have uh f scott fitzgerald's great gatsby it was a used copy I purchased, and it was highlighted by a total moron <laughs> with, what with notes highlight? in the side that that are like, God, question mark, you know, like this person who just didn't understand it at all. And it, I've always had the idea that maybe this was a potential business where I could do like a penguin library of the classics with the wrong parts underlined and a dunce commenting in the sides. <laughs> As a comedy would, book, but anyway. Oh, that's really that. nice. Yeah. I would love that. Yes. Um, all right. So Tish better have my money, and they got it. <laughs> oh, my God. You can use that whenever you want. Now. Um, did you continue? When, when would I want to? <laughs> Just, you know, I'm sure, it, you know what, it's going to okay. come up. You're going to say thank Welcome you. Welcome to my world. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew Goldie <laughs> was waiting Goldie. on that. <laughs> no, so, but since you auditioned, to get in and you did congratulations what kind of stuff did you do in your college career when you were there acting wise so i went to a studio called playwrights horizons that basically it's for the prop mistresses who want to be (laughs) thespians to try to trick them into just doing props um where you learn like it's multi what's it called disciplinary 
Dis- thank you. Ooh, oh, very good. Very Do you ever good. not know the word disciplinary and then <laughs> someone says it? Yeah, it just Feels happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so you kind of learn everything and their hope is that they've not sent you to a life in the circus without saying like you probably should not. Um, be an actor. <laughs> right. What's college level props? Like, what do you, could you not know about props that someone <laughs> really could big. tell you? <laughs> really <laughs> sharp and scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like stage management. So, like, writing down lighting cues and um, yeah. sound cues and blocking notation. And I can still yeah. hear our like stage manager tech woman's voice from high school, just booming voice calling out for the other techies to be in the right places at the right time. and Queen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, in her dominion. Yeah. Karen Lois, Karen Lois, shout out. <laughs> now what, so you're in New York, you're ostensibly performing, although they're trying to sort of herd you into a, another career path. How does that go from, from that to writing to SNL? How does that process start? Yeah. I, well, <laughs> Uh, like a phoenix from the ashes, I yes. joined another improv group. <laughs> yeah, love it. It's amazing. It's actually really beautiful the way you know I found a way to, yeah. to go on. And of this course. one's called "Don't Say Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> that would be an incredible name for an improv group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Yeah, and then I kind of it was. 2006 is when I started college and that is like the height of UCB kind of catching on as a religion. Yeah. Um, and I did that and that sort of was the natural ramp from, um, experimental theater to screaming in basements. <laughs> Were you in college doing that at the same time or was that a post yes. college? Yeah, I was in college doing that, which I was like very territorial about like there's me and two other shy uh, 18 year olds here <laughs> and we're all really aware of each other yeah <laughs> um, did you did think about dropping out of college to just do that because my thought would be if i was doing that that well i'm just doing the real thing why do i need to read more neil simon absolutely i when i got onto our college improv team i called my parents and was like i'm not sure if i'll be able to continue my classes <laughs> 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 Yes. Like, I didn't know if it was a professional group or not. Like, I truly thought I got on Broadway. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Did you, were you doing stand up at all? I started after college. I think I was just so sick of, like, Goldie's saying with the Harlequin rooms that smell weird, like, yeah. just paying. And at that point, it was $21 an hour for a small room, which is. I'm old. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not, the inflation has not been kind to improv rehearsal spaces. <laughs> right. And then paying the coach. And I was like, I just don't want to get people in a room to do comedy. So then I started doing open mics and that felt bad. So I kept doing it. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And I started working uh reductress, which is uh, like the onion. I, but I just want to say, cause I saw that in, in your resume, how much I love the reductress and the, yes. the thing I say to myself, whenever I see it or when I tell someone about it or when I forward something, I say, these people never miss. They never oh, miss. That's, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So it's many really... funny, like specific takes that are just perfect. Like little gems. I'm not it's kissing just... your ass. I had no idea you <laughs> were affiliated that. with that yeah. till I was like Googling about you before we did this. But it's and something you know that I really admire. Think and never miss would be an amazing title for a doctor's book. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know. Elon Musk just came out and said the onion and 
is done. Did you see that? Not funny anymore. No. Wow. Not funny anymore. He did, didn't he try to buy it? I think probably. He, like hired a, he tried to make his own onion a couple years ago, right? Weird. He I tried to hire, bunch. what I heard, he yeah. tried to hire a staff of people to write his tweets and make him appear funny, which is like me going like, put me in the NBA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I have enough people. <laughs> just just shoot my shots for me and then I'll stand um, there afterwards. Has there uh, ever been a less funny person than Elon Musk? Well, yes, but he's not funny. Okay. I mean, I mean there's an ocean of not funny. People, yes. Right? <laughs> Ivanka That's Trump? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's less funny. I would say somebody like Dwight Eisenhower. Just mm-hmm. probably never funny. He's a funny little guy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks funny. He looks that like a funny guy. Count. All right, so you're 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 the toast of Broadway. You know, you're you're out with with Cheetah Rivera every night at Sardi's partying to the hilt. Um, Does this now, how long before SNL started to happen? Uh, I was, I guess I graduated in like 2010 and then I got SNL in 2016, which is so funny because like as a a grown person, I'm like, that's pretty, that's good. That was fast. Yeah. But at the time, it felt like right. I am a single mother with twelve children, and I'm right. eighty years old. <laughs> I have worked for this. Well, did you know people who had had quicker success? Is that why? Coming oh out yeah, NYU? yeah, yeah. Like going to school with all the most talented and uh, moneyed, <laughs> right? Hot NYU. Kids. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like a personal attack. Uh, <laughs> well, it was. Yeah, that's true. It was primarily about me. Um, Most people's yeah, I, lives are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically me, not other people. Right, just you. It's not like other people think it's about them. It's that other people also think it's about me. Yes, I'm starting right. to get that. Yes. I'm starting to get that here. Um, so, but give us the, okay, so there's got to be a story, right? What's the story of how, from from you being mad at at your friends who are, you know, uh, uh, an understudy on Broadway for making it uh, to getting the writing job uh, on SNL. Like what what started it? What was the SPAC for that story? The SPAC. I think I I stopped drinking for one week. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's great. I stopped drinking the week I wrote my pack. I was going to do the whole other story, but that is the truth. I was like, I I have this other thing I'm working on called alcoholism. And what if I stopped for a little bit and then I achieved every dream I've ever had. (laughs) I was like, oh, I should probably keep going with this. Uh, And I read that that you have, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and that's actually another thing we bonded on at an after party. Mm-hmm. Um, we, they sat us next to each other. We were eating dinner, right? Remember yeah. it was an after party. Yeah, we were in the dumpy fuck section, remember? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Dumpy fuck. And you were like, hey, dumpy fuck, you're also <laughs> drinking <fuck>. water. <laughs> Surely that, Sneaker that, girls. There was no sign for that, <laughs> totally. right? Dumpy fuck, they can't do that. No, no, no. no. It's no. just it was unspoken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so there, there are three very healthy, happy people on this podcast who are not drinking. <laughs> Very Sorry. taking their lives yeah, very seriously. There we go. Yes. I'm glad to hear that. Um, no, you know, it's like years of writing and learning from funnier people. And then uh, Chris Kelly knew me from Reductress and I submitted mm. a packet. But yeah, it was like, let me stop obliterating myself <laughs> for one week. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened. Write a thing. And yeah. that is what, wow, that's uh, Okay, incredible. so maybe I have it out of, out of order. Did uh, How to Win at Feminism, was that before SNL? That, um, 
came out, I guess it came out that year. Yeah, we wrote it. It took a like a year and a half or so before that. Did you that. sell a so proposal? We, Is that how it came Yeah, together? well, Beth Newell and Sarah Papalardo, they're the co-founders. They sold the proposal and then I uh, supported them and wrote some of the material for that book. So yeah, they they had been through the entire book proposal process, which is a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. And it actually costs money. It's like owning a horse to write a book. This <laughs> like, isn't going to make me any money. It's just a thing <laughs> that would be kind of nice. Yeah, right? Gold, Goldie also wrote a very funny book and has a similar, I feel no, like. No, I actually have the opposite story where I did make some money and then it performed so poorly that it's become a giant embarrassment. <laughs> like I wrote the proposal and the proposal thing, I somehow, it was it's that thing where you don't know anything about the process you're entering into so you're able to master it because you stupidly have no fear and you don't realize it's hard because you don't know anything about you're so ignorant that it just works and then were you to do it again you would screw it up completely right that's what happened to me was i entered blind and it was like here's everything and then i screwed it up and it was embarrassing uh, not the book itself but no the book is not embarrassing that's all anyone cares about is yeah it's hilarious look at he still can barely talk about it (laughs) It's like talking about Vietnam and Massapequa. You just can't do it. <laughs> no one told me about that. Where, I may be no totally wrong. Who, no one's br- left to tell you. They're all dead. <laughs> right. God damn. They're all God in damn. some village back in Quezon. I don't know the, the area so well. I just go on for movies. Um, all right. So SNL, ha- that, what is that day like? Like you're, you call Warren on the phone and say, Warren, put the pills down. Guess what? I got news. Oh, uh, yeah. What did I do? I remember being on a toilet. <laughs> I didn't want to succeed in front of anyone, so I went to the toilet. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go back to your old prop closet. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something, though? I've been having dreams about returning to the old prop closet every night since I purchased a new mattress. <laughs> oh, what? That's bizarre. Every Why? night. I'm in my old high school. I'm walking down the hallway, and I think I should go to the prop closet. And then I turn right. I don't, and then I wake up. Whoa. Wow. Is it something about the uh, posturopedic positioning of your body <laughs> that's reminding you of that? My spinal fluid is allowed to fully flow into my Matriculate. brain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're clearly very uncomfortable celebrating yourself. I'm getting this from this. You love running <laughs> yes. yourself down. I've you don't like celebrating yourself. This is true. Zach, you punch myself in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, you know, you think. You think you don't need Zoloft anymore, and then you hear yourself on a podcast, and you're like, "God damn it!" Were you happy when you got it, or was your immediate, or were you immediately alarmed? It was exciting, and then uh, I got. It was exactly what you're talking about with the book, where you're like, "Oh, cool, let me do this, that, zip, zap, zoop," and then like by the fourth week, I was like, "I can't believe how confident I was the first week." (laughs) Well, I feel like they what was what sort of happened that that led to that was it that, that when they do the rehearsal and then you saw all the sketches and you had one in there and it didn't go well or something or was it just oh not even like before. not even i mean i think i had a pretty good on-ramp like i got something in the first week which is well, that's great. what was that it what was a feeling super exciting um which, which sketch was it? And, oh you said what it yeah, was the um was kate plays this old, old hollywood yes. actress the cin- the cinema the talk where yeah, yeah, the round so actress great. round table. Round table, yes. Great. Yeah. 
I still have the cue cards in my garage. Oh my god! And I go out and sit and look at it like yes. Um, no, it was just like I became more nervous the longer I was there. I think like the first week I was just so overwhelmed that I was kind of yeah. Uh, it just everything felt fake. Like it was it like how stressed could I be if none of it felt real? So it was like okay, well I'm at 100% super saturation of. I can't fucking believe what's happening. So yes. anything else that happens beyond that, I'm not going to react to because it's already like my jaws on the floor. It can't go further. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so do you remember who the host was your first week? It was Margot Robbie. Oh, oh wow. yes. Yeah. Um, and she and I, I had been on a, an episode of Pan Am as an extra. <laughs> and I joined SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> yes. Um, and she... Very sweetly said that she remembered me, which I was like, that is one of the craziest lies I've ever heard. That's, so thank that's you. one of the ways you move to Hollywood and succeed is right. the, this the is blatant I... lie that the person wants to hear. Yeah. yeah. I yes. had a connection today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, and uh, so also you come to SNL uh, right as the terrible election of 2016 is ramping up is that right too you were yeah. there for that moment that must have been yeah. a horrifying moment around there it was so crazy i felt every feeling so mm -hmm. hard for a year mm -hmm. <laughs> with no bud you were light just, i mean just worried that hillary was gonna win or what <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that was a squeaker i was very concerned it was Oh, yeah, wiping the brow. Phew. I know. Guy, and when I woke up in the morning, it was all over. <laughs> hey, well, um, only, only one of them has been an SNL host, so there ooh, you go. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, I had four normal weeks before the election. That was real fun, I got to yeah. say. Yeah. I liked do you that. Think that. Do you think that had something to do with you? Because you, you said four weeks before. Do you think that that election had something to do with you having more anxiety around the show? Probably. I don't think it helped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It didn't really help anybody. Um, yeah. It was like, uh, I think, uh, yeah. Oop. Dissociate. Here we go. Yeah. Goodbye. yeah. <laughs> I, I kept my, I kept my uh, two young daughters awake so they could see the first female president. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah. And they're still awake. They've not gone back. What did you even say? Because then you have to be in like uh, father. I said daddy made wisdom. a mistake, I no. think. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I mean, right. I like, <laughs> Time to go to well, bed. I, you know, it's going to be a complicated process. Maybe we rejoin this in the morning and I'll never turn CNN <laughs> yeah. on again for you. God, to turn to Were your you? own daughters and say, let's put a pin in this. Yeah. Let's circle back. <laughs> in four years. I'll well, and Anna, were you in, were you in the office? Like, because yeah. that's, a, it was a Tuesday night, right? So that's like usually a, a late night. night so... Because I yeah. remember going on Wednesday morning, and it was very, very emotional, um, and it was just awful. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like how I felt. Yeah. It felt bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember, uh, we were all there working, and, like, the producers were all dressed up for, it was, everybody was like, it's, like, your daughter Victory. is, like, first female president, it's great. Yeah. Um, uh. And people, there was some lip service paid to, like, I mean, maybe write something on Monday just in case. Oh, wow. Um, like, either way. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe yeah. just have something in the bank. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I did not. Right. And then it was when he won Florida, which I think was around like 7 or 7.30, that I, it was when the numbers were starting to get a little bit like, 
Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? The New oh York Times God. needle. Yeah, the New York I will never Times forget. needle. Oh, I was staring at that all day. Yeah. Just, uh, just if I, I, if I ever run into Nate Silver, I just want to grab him by the lapels <laughs> and shake him, and then stuff his head into some dip. <laughs> dip. <laughs> That's a very specific beatdown you've got planned oh. for Nate. We can all hear the sound of Nate Silver's head going into some dip. <laughs> it's a very specific sound. Um, but when he, when Florida was called for him, I just numbly went downstairs to the J Crew in uh, the floor, the concourse of Thirty Rock, and bought two sweaters and slippers. All comfort, comfort purchases. It's like I need sweater, sweater slipper. Need I just to cocoon. purchase sweater that good. <laughs> and I still have those sweaters. Oh. <laughs> nice. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. bought I I brought a bottle of Martinelli's sparkling cider in my fridge because oh. I didn't trust that they would have. Right. You got to bring your own Martinelli's to celebratory events. Just True. To, that's and, a great. Uh, that's such a great product, by the way. They don't get incredible. enough credit. Mart uh, and Goldie, I feel certain that you kind of agree with this. Like, I actually don't. I mean, I, I torture myself because I'm like, I'm not going to replace alcohol with sugar. I just have sparkling water. That's yeah. just, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 If I'm I want sugar, sorry. I'll eat ice cream. I'm not going to waste much it rather, on I, apple juice like a toddler. No. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I would, I would much rather have Martinelli's than actual champagne. Like, I, the taste mm. is just Champagne weird, sucks. You know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even when I drank, I didn't like champagne. <laughs> it was like, why is this? Stop telling me this is fancy. It's not. It's bad. <laughs> It is the cotton candy of alcohol. Just the volume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 less the taste and more like a special dark bottle of something right. is hard to open and now I'm yeah. sipping it. Oh, I'd nothing love, to do. I'd love to it's just the process. Take two bottles and pop them into Nate Silver's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, more. Nate's still getting it. Oh I just God. love I just love the whole idea behind Martinelli's that like an Italian family. We're getting in on this champagne oh, I didn't think thing. Think about that. The, <laughs> the French got the, all the shit. We're getting in on this champagne thing. We got to think of a new angle. And I, they did it. Did you have any thought when Trump was elected? I thought, okay, I know he's presenting a certain way, but he's lived in New York his whole life. And he's like a fancy guy. He's just doing this for show. And then he's just kind of going to do normal stuff with maybe even a little liberalism thrown in. I definitely had that, but I think it was not from a place of actual thoughts, but sort of the mindset that Jackie Kennedy was in when she's like scraping the blood and brain and skull Jesus. like back towards her husband's head, like that kind of magical thinking of like, it will go, that's not where it goes if I put it over here. If I just gently pat it back in place. Pat it. I've been having sex with other women in no time. Oh, here, go there. Honey, someone shake a titty, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, God. Yeah, no, but Goldie, I I felt that way. I mean, I actually felt at the time, of course, I kind of have that weird thing where I get excited when everybody's really mad. So yeah, like it's sort you of do. like there's that little bit of that sort of devilishness on election night of like, oh, my God, look at everyone freaking out. But I also thought Trump would be kind of funny as a president. Like I... I thought he would be less harmful, way more funny. And I, it I was got it great what he did in the primaries to the people yes. I loathe, like Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio <laughs> and Jeb <laughs> right. Bush. Like how he dispatched of them was 
awesome. Yeah, right. He's going to do the same with DeSantis, I think. It's it's oh. already, I can feel myself falling back into it when Trump insults DeSantis. I'm kind of like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're all losing it politically. <laughs> um, now, back to SNL. So I, you answered one of my questions where you got a sketch on the first week, which is unheard of, really, and amazing. Um, what's like a an encounter that you had with a with a host that you were just saying to yourself even in the moment like I cannot believe I'm talking to this person about this sketch of mine oh kind of all of them I <laughs> yeah. I can be starstruck by people I don't even know or like <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying to I guess like Will Ferrell that was kind yeah. of yeah that was and he's just special. so he he does this thing where he makes you forget how important he is to you well i everybody like that he was like on my cast that i grew up with and yeah Yeah. it there was just something about him that kind of removed the starstruckness yeah where he was like isn't this so crazy (laughs) i can't oh man that's so weird and like not in a fake way it just it felt very genuine yeah no you know, he's the nicest guy. He's, yeah. he's awesome. I also may have enjoyed his era of movie stardom more than anyone's. Yeah. It's really nice. He's so he's, good. I, and Goldie, I agree with you there. Like that whole, like, you know, stepbrothers, even his soccer movie, which is like oddly watchable. And it, when he would pop up in a movie in that era, like Step uh, Wedding Crashers, yeah. hilarious. Yes. Um, so, but when you were there, you know, how long were you there before you started getting inklings of, oh, I may be getting promoted to management here? Is that something you wanted? Or was that something um, you just felt you were in a wave where they were saying, hey, you know, we're thinking of, you know, getting a different voice going? Or... <laughs> I don't know. I think you're always kind of wondering if you're going to get fired for being incompetent or be made the king for being perfect (laughs) like it's never like i wonder if i'm a worker amongst workers who's like contributing and then going home to my life you're like am i the best or the worst Um, yeah i don't know i think i was aware that i was being asked to look after certain things like sketches or like i started working on the monologue a lot yeah i noticed that um yeah which was tough because i was very shy and like i think the monologue is kind of like customer service that you're like, you've got two clients where it's like the host wants to say their incredible thing. And then the show is like, how does it, just... how does it come together? Yeah. So you meet with the host. I mean, do you pitch them or do you listen to what they say and then come back with a few ideas for how they might do that? Yeah. The way it tends to go, I think like I've listened to John Mulaney talk about how they worked on the monologue with them. And it sounds much more like, friendly and kind and like genuine and we're working together like I I think that like what it was for me was like you it was a little bit like writing a celebrity's autobiography like you'd meet with them and ask them if they had ideas and then ask them like sort of interview questions yeah to kind of get to I mean like obviously someone who's a comedian would have their own uh material that they come in with but like yeah, kind of find out like, oh, I like Anya Teller Joy was like, when I was a little kid, I used to carry an egg around with me in like a little sack because I loved birds so much that I wanted to hold an egg in case a bird happened. And I was like, well, that's what the monologue's going to be about. It's Bird Girl. And then <laughs> ultimately was not what the monologue was about. I was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> 
I know, it's amazing. That's an amazing factoid about her. Oh. I, can, I can picture her being someone who liked to carry an egg around. That's yeah, why she it, like, it instantly fits. Yes. It really, it makes sense. Yeah, she was like a little farm kid, like in The Witch, which yeah. is nice. Oh, God, say, that, say, that's a scary uh, movie. Say that's JC good. was host this week. Can oh, you, yeah. Can you give us a taste of like oh how God. it might come together? Oh, yeah. God. Um, yeah, I'd be like, oh, where are you staying? Do you live in the city? <laughs> That's the other problem is that I'm not personable. So, like, I had this, like, weird contentious relationship with every host where it was like, okay, well, get your shoes on because we're going to your, your grandmother's house. <laughs> like, I think that's, like, the energy I gave every host. I'm not charming. Is that, I'm not friendly. Not I'm not social. I don't false, I don't get false, that. false. Yeah, I don't get that from you at all. Yeah, okay. no, you're running I, yeah. yourself down again. Uh, come on. I, I need this some... is not a Zoloft problem. <laughs> this is a you problem. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I do power stance, believe in myself. Um, I yeah, I would ask like, where where do you live? <laughs> where do you live? Where do you? What do you do live? You like house? Hello. Um, Hello. Your dad's a pharmacist. Uh, pharmacist dad. Yeah, like music background. Like oh, you yeah. ask them like, did you watch the show growing up? Um, did anyone have just any, say like, no? Yes. <laughs> It was incredible Russell, when people were like... Russell Crowe. Were you there when Russell Crowe hosted? No, but I heard all about yeah, it. okay. <laughs> he, he didn't he, know about the show or what? He would like improvise lines and like for every sketch. And then one time, uh, Leslie Jones was like, just read what's on the cards. Just do... She just like lost her temper. And he was uh-huh. like, why? They can just fix it in post. And oh. she was like... <gasps> That's it. And she like walked off the set. She's like, somebody explained to him how this show works. And she just walked off set. And then, you know, came back. But he didn't realize it was live. Wow. Until like I did not Friday hear night. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here we are on Tuesday and we'll fix it. In... No, no it, it's it was Friday. It's Saturday. It was Friday yeah. when he said that. It was in the middle of rehearsal on a Friday before the show on Saturday. So. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, it's not good. Yeah. You uh, so you are clearly a fan of wordplay. We've had a little bit of it on here tonight, but I watching tonight. your uh, you, t- yeah always. It felt oh, very showman like that you said tonight. Tonight <laughs> you're on the show. Oh, tonight no, yeah. we got him. Um, but so when you uh, wrote, because you wrote the uh, guy who just got a boat, yeah, things, uh, for for weekend update, which were very funny. Um, and it, what's what's the guy's name who does it? Alex Moffat. Alex Moffat. Moffat, yeah. right. He's perfectly cast. I mean, he looks He's... like a guy who just bought a boat. But those are, <laughs> it's just basically a drum solo of wordplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, really, was, were really. those fun to like come up with? Because everything's in bounds. Like, and the worse, <laughs> the worse the pun, like the more, yes. the funnier the bit is. Yeah, Alex really was like a wrestling heel of comedy. Like he, yes. if people were on the floor groaning, that was as good as a laugh for him. Oh, he and I That's would get awesome. along very yeah. well. Oh, yeah, just full comedic terrorism. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we would, we would write, that was me, Alex, and then Pete Schultz and Josh Patton, two of the update guys, would just sit together and kind of drip the poison into the cup and <laughs> kinda, <laughs> um really gross yeah but those are some of my favorite um rewrite tables it's just a bunch of 
sons and daughters of God sitting around <laughs> saying the worst things they can think yeah. <laughs> and getting away I with frantically it. write it down. <laughs> well, it all came out very funny. Now, you also uh, wrote a, another book. Am I wrong in this? Yes. And it has one of the best titles in a book that I've ever heard. It's called How May We Hate You. And see, now, that's not what you'd expect it to be. You'd no. expect it to be How May We Help You. Yes. Tom Gamble would fall out of his chair. Yes. I know. Oh he would. He would. But so tell us, because I read about kind of where this came from, but I think it's an interesting story. Can you t- tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I tried to wait tables uh, when I was day jobbing in New York and I, it's hard to carry, it's hard to carry tray with drinks on it and I couldn't oh, yeah. do it yeah, very <laughs> through hard. that job. I met concierges there. We had like a concierge evening event for them. <laughs> and this is how I learned that for a seven course tasting menu, you don't bring a full glass of wine for each course. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is the concierge who told me, you know, it's just supposed to, you're, you're, you're putting into the system as a full glass and we're going to die. <laughs> Just right. do a sip. And I was like, oh, all right. That's how you do it? Great. Yeah, <laughs> all right, idiot. Uh, <laughs> you're asking me for less alcohol? Fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of how I got this day job as a concierge in hotels. But I wasn't an in-house concierge. I worked for a ticket broker that would hire agents to work in desks in the hotel. And they would pay like the way that a barber would pay a chair rental, they pay a desk rental to the hotel oh, and wow. put their agents in and sell their ticket stock with their like $60 markup oh, okay. in Whoa. the lobby of the hotel because people would be like, oh, well, it's the concierge. Yeah. They're We'd like us to a see deal. a show. So, yeah. was, was so this wait, like... there are fake concierges I didn't out realize yes. that until yeah. right yes. now. <laughs> and I, I can That's sleep at night because line. part of what we were trained to do was to write down the face value and then what we were charging and then show them and say this is what it costs and this is what you're paying and most people would just be so scared of this is a little bit before the the average person over the age of 50 could operate purchasing something on the internet (laughs) right yes yes yes. this is back in the swinging days of rose gold and side bangs (laughs) 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 yeah so like just having somebody in the hotel was like yes i will pay 60 dollars more per ticket then right i see a value in it i'd rather pay someone in the lobby of the hotel than wander out to Times square tk tkts what is what is money even for yeah but to spend indulge yeah. Um, now, would would they would they push a certain show like we're we're, go, we're pushing Spring Awakening today, guys? Be sure to hype it up. Mm. Yeah. So they would buy blocks of tickets like for Chicago and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, like the big spectacle shows. I yeah. guess Chicago's less big spectacle. We had to tell people that it was sort of a bare bones set because people would come back and be like, "Where were the sparkles?" Oh wow! Um, but like the shows that were kind of <laughs> reliable. Where were the sparkles? Yeah. <laughs> The girls were wearing black. I hated it. Um, yeah, I, I met this guy, Todd Briscoe, in, at NYU, and we were both doing the, like, I'm an actor with a day job thing. And we both started this Tumblr that was just, like, writing down transcripts of interactions with people. Um, wow. Like, people yeah. asking, what time does Chelsea open? Oh, right. It's the neighborhood, sir. I don't care. You're supposed to give me an answer. Um as all things did in 2014, 13, it went viral and then we got a book deal. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's awesome. That's Incredible. awesome. Books that were must, weird. Yeah. That's a really cool story and a, a very funny, 
I, I love that too, Goldie. The fake concierge is out there. It's like you never you get you, you have to be careful who you're dealing with. <laughs> Before so... I begin talking to you about my plans for the day, are you a real concierge or simply an outsourced person who has a desk like a barber would in a shop? <laughs> right. Okay. Now that we know, Who's selling now ticket know. markups because yes. I need to speak to a real concierge. A real one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So then, so you come to the end of it. You've risen to head writer at SNL, and then you. Decide to leave in December of 21 because you have created your own animated show that you're starting to work on. And and I believe it's coming out this July. Uh, it is. Tell me if I'm wrong. It's called Praise Petey. Yes. And you also, you have some big names attached to this. Mike Judge and Greg Daniels are, we're back in. We're rolling. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about this show. Uh, how did how did this idea come up? And and uh, I know you're in the middle of working, uh, not working, but you're in the middle of, uh, you know. I'm in the middle of not working on it. You're yeah. in the middle of not working on it like we all are during the strike. But um, well, how did the idea come about? Yeah, I wanted to write a sketch about a big city doctor lady who moved to the South <laughs> to like do medicine this show heart of dixie is about a big city doctor lady who flunks out of new york and has to go to the country yeah yep Doc um, hollywood yeah exactly exactly uh, yeah. yeah so like i thought it would be funny if it was someone who wasn't a doctor who was like i guess i'll go to the south and be a surgeon <laughs> <Just> right. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they just she's expects people to let her because she's from the city and like right. it's just cutting people open um but <laughs> that is too complicated to get into four minutes of a sketch <laughs> that's a lot of setup. <laughs> Um, right. So then I started writing that as a pilot, and then I was like, "This is really upsetting." <laughs> so I should, um, or not? It just like the way that Hollywood shows city people's idea of like you can do whatever you want in the country, which is right. just insane. Um, Did you intend it to be animated when you started writing? I wrote it just as a spec because I didn't have a pilot. I got hired at SNL before I had a pilot written, and so no, I, I wrote it like just as a way to show the way that my jokes could translate to half hour. And I wasn't really thinking about having it be a producible thing. Wow. Um, yeah. And then Greg and I were connected and he noted it as a live action oh. script, but then <laughs> things like we have a character that's a sort of an Alex Moffat type, uh, <laughs> yes. evil ex-boyfriend who's a plank of wood. Um, <laughs> and he was like, I think that might be tough for, <laughs> Live action, Live action. Show. maybe like maybe it's a person. It <laughs> would have been a fun um, day of casting. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all so ugly. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, he started Bandera with Mike Judge, and they said it would be a good animated script. And it's been really cool learning that pipeline. It's super humbling to be a newcomer there. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I have to practice talking about my show in a way that isn't like, that it's face. a stupid piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I am bad. You did well. That's not did what well. the question was. The question was, what was your show? <laughs> no, but so obviously if it's coming out in July and here we are in May, you're, you're well into the production process of it because we know how long animation takes. Yeah. Um, are you, where can we watch it? Let's, let's start it with that. It will be on Freeform on friday july 21st at 10 p.m but then it'll be on hulu at midnight the same night wow. yeah. so we can watch it on hulu 
Yeah, who, let's just say, let's just Hulu. say Hulu. They've but it will have a little freeform bumper before it, and well, you can't cool. escape that freeform bumper unless you <laughs> right. close your eyes and cover your ears. Right. <laughs> but it's a nice bumper. They take a lot of care in their bumper. Yeah, and and so you've been very generous with your time this morning. Uh, before we let you go, uh, you you mentioned it. You're engaged. Yay! I'm engaged. You're engaged. And you're engaged. <laughs> and is is there a, a date? I'm sure everyone asked that. Is there a date yet? I know. It's you and 12 of my aunts in my phone. <laughs> Massapequa. I need to send you towels. What day? Because uh, <laughs> they need um, to be stitched with the date, right? right. It's really. <laughs> the worst thing my mom ever, ever did to me was give all of my aunts my address with like one or two mistakes per aunt. <laughs> so now I am in a constant state of talking to my aunts about what they think they might have written wrong on the envelope oh, of no. the towels that they're uh, sending me. God. It is a full-time job. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if this is current advice, but at least at the time I got married, if you registered at Crate and Barrel, you could return everything for cash. This is Ooh. what I've heard. This oh. is what I, I think. And yeah. now what people do is the honey fund. Yeah, they, that didn't exist. I'm so Supposedly yeah. towards a honeymoon, but you can just... People, Keep I didn't cash. realize this. You can just you use the cash for whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, just conceptual, great. basically. Well, everything's just a send grift. us money. <laughs> right? Everything's no. a grift. Well, I don't yeah. like where, receiving a gift as hard, so it's maybe <laughs> shocking. A little, but where, where did you meet your fiance? My fiance? Uh, we met on Hinge. I was out in L.A. working on a show over the summer between seasons of SNL, and Amazing. we met, and I was like, this person is pretending to not know I work at SNL because every guy I'd been on an app date with was like shakily handing me a, a packet script. across the table. Oh, God. Uh, no way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing makes you feel more physically attractive than giving comedy advice on a first date. <laughs> um, oh, so it's a but, hinge success story. Did you find uh, like this is hinge something success. I'm very curious about because I didn't operate in this world at all or. And this, I heard an inkling of this this week. And are people using these dating apps as really just career advancing opportunities half the time? I've heard this about Raya, which I was, wait for it, waitlisted from. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to like, give your Tish audition? For like that? a college, yeah. <laughs> it was really wild. They're like, we need to look at our books um, listen statistically some people are gonna die and that's gonna open up some spots on <laughs> i mean i'll be sad but i'll be happy yeah i've heard that it's mostly networking that like most people don't actually meet up in person on raya which is like the wow. hot girl and rich guy app like the famous famous people app right i think it i think the purpose of raya is just to declare publicly that you're single Oh, that makes sense. Right. But I wasn't on there. I was mixing with the Uggos on Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> and you but found your person. Yes. Yes. He's oh. Yeah. And he was like, person. why is she so mad at me? And I was like, I can't believe this disgusting person is pretending to not know that I got a sketch on my first week. <laughs> 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 like, oh. oh, that's great. And love grew. And love love grew. grew. Well, when are you going to tell him? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck can you edit this entire podcast oh I, someone has yeah. to go to the bathroom yeah um. <laughs> so the entire so maybe may of next year we're we're starting oh. to look at venues which is fun i love it nice. that our main fu- our main focus is finding a place with a lot of um side rooms where people can go and like have side conversations and dissociate <laughs> if they need to 
There, there's your word again. There's there my word. Is. That's the phrase that pays if you're listening day. at home. Very few of you are. Um, Anna, you've been incredibly generous with your time. Yes. Thank it's you. been so great talking to you. you uh, fantastic stories. Or just to make you feel more comfortable, let me just say, I think we have enough to cobble together something yeah. here. <laughs> Something there you can handle the relief. The Come relief. back on after the show. Yeah, yeah please. Just, just please. say it's in there somewhere. It's in there. We're, we'll find we got it. it. JC yeah. will find it. She yeah. likes you. She'll massage. Something I love her. Out of it. I love her. <laughs> yeah. So again, July twenty first on Freeform, and then at later at midnight on Hulu. Praise PD. Yes. I think Check it'll it be out. fun. And you know what our lead-in is? Is what? Family Guy. No way. Ooh. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're working together. <laughs> All right. So amazing. Anna thank Dresden, you so much. Thank, thank you, you so Anna. much for being here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Oh, what a fun interview with yeah, Anna. Boy, hilarious. she, she her. dislikes herself more than we dislike, dislike. ourselves, Goldie. She kind of <laughs> outstriped us there. Yeah. Felt like amateur hour, you and I. Yeah. I mean, I you know, it's when someone's turning to me for psychological buoyancy, that's not a, <laughs> a great sign for them. But. Never a good sign. Um, all right. And now let's get to a portion of the show we like to call Top Five. Top Five. Beautiful. All right. So I Goldie. hope I remembered correctly. I proposed your top five favorite words. Yes, you did. You did. Okay, you did. Thank God. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Number five, Gesundheit. <laughs> I love when someone sneezes, so I can say Gesundheit, and then I also like when they sneeze, so I can say Gesundwit. <laughs> I love when you do that. I yeah. love it. Somehow I'm the wordplay criminal, but you can do Gesundwit. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Number four. These are all real simple words, by the way. Okay. Gesundheit is not. That's the only one that isn't. I okay. mean, coming up. Number four. Eat. What? It's time to eat. Let's <laughs> eat. I'm going wow. to eat. I, I eat, really eat, overthought eat, this. Eat, eat, this is eat, great. Eat, I love to eat. eat. Your animal from the it Sounds like yeah, what it is. Eat, food, eat. Onomatopoeia. Number three. Dick. <laughs> what a dick. Oh, you <laughs> dick. Eat a dick. Yeah. Fuck you, my dick. Yep. Number two, butt. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, my butt? <laughs> You're a butt. Uh, and number one, my absolute favorite word. No. <laughs> no. Wait, oh, these are nope, so good. No. Not going to do it. No, don't care. No, you're wrong. No. 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 Just, just no. I love it's that. It's not happening. Uh. What you think is not what is. No. <laughs> no. No. Yet. Nine. Nine. Those are great. I really overthought these. Um, That's okay. There's okay. no, there are no wrong answers. Okay. But these are words that I use that I, that I really enjoy using that maybe people don't normally use. So. Okay. As a voice coach, we ask, uh, I always ask a, uh, the voice student to come up with a way to sort of let all the air out and loosen their lips, starting with a, like an F word. And one student I had, this guy named J, uh, Justin Pierre, he came out and said, phlebotomy. 
So I always thought phlebotomy was one of like a funny, hilarious, I thought it was a funny word. So that one just out of nowhere, I'll say that word. Love Um, that. I use this word a lot. um, Lummox. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. Fucking lummox. Okay. Um, We use, I use this, well, this is maybe often used to describe me when I'm in a mood. Pugilistic. Oh, Quit yes. being so pugilistic. pugilistic. That's someone. The first time I heard, it, I was like, I don't know what that means. So I had to look it up. <laughs> now I use it all the time. Uh, this one uh, is another word that's sort of like I learned from Stu's grandfather. Reconnoiter. So I oh, use it yeah. like all the time. But I don't know why. I just love it. Yeah. I just love that it's word. It's a good word. Let's reconnoiter. Words are the power. Room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, power is yes. power too. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And then my number one is the word synesthesia because I love oh. the meaning of it. It's like when you're, you combine senses to in one thing, like when you see notes in music, like when you're, you see like a color in music or you see, you know, you associate different senses with other senses. I thought it was like burping and farting. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. In color. You were six half dozen. That's called furping, my friend. <laughs> furping. I never heard that one. Oh, barding. Shirt. Uh, I should have All right. Shirt. My top five words. Number five, nadir. Oh, I like oh. that one. What does that mean? Low point. It means a low point. Oh. Nadir. Oh. Uh, number four, silhouette. Oh, silhouette. I love the word silhouette. Silhouette. Makes you use a lot of your mouth and throat. Uh, number three, sort of a variation on a Kilborn favorite. Number three for me, fiasco. Oh, oh what a what fiasco. Because Goldie, as you know, one of his favorite words is uh, similar to fiasco. Oh, debacle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I always loved him saying. Number two, uh, and this is a made up word, but I love it. Schweppervescence. Oh. <laughs> that is a good one. I always I think about Schweppervescence a lot. Like yeah, when I'm in too. a room of younger writers, I say, "Do you guys even know what Schweppervescence is?" <laughs> and they don't. No, they don't. And number one, you know what? I'm going a different way here. This is gonna tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Daughter. Oh. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> I see Goldie roll his eyes. When I when I read about people having a daughter, young daughter, or hear it in a news story or anything, I feel an instant bond of like, you know, a, a loving bond. Aww. And the word brings that up for me. Well, that's So thank sweet. you, Levy, for that's that. Nice. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Tell your eyeballs. Um, all right. Yeah, why don't so, you grab uh, another pillow, you maniac? That pillow knew who was boss, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh that God. pillow felt a mild tug. <laughs> um, all right, so next yeah, week... Yeah, he top... wanted to tug on our heartstrings. <laughs> keep strings out of this guy's hand. <laughs> oh, my God. What a tassel. Um, all right, next, fi- next week's top five. We're going to go pretty simple. Top five movie titles of all time. It doesn't no, have to be a great movie. Top five <laughs> things to tug on me. Thank <laughs> you, white sex. Oh, you really missed it. What did you top, say? Top five movie top titles? Top five movie titles yeah. of all time. They don't have to be the best movies. Cool top five titles. We got that next week. Okay. All right. 
And now let's end this week's show like we do every week on a high note. Wow, was that extra long? Are you adding like a quarter <laughs> second to it no, each but week? I should. Feels like I'm being punked. Uh, and anyone want to go in any kind of order? I'll go. I know. Okay, go ahead, Goldie. Yeah, so our friend Craig Kilborn has a podcast called The Life Gorgeous, and yes. he invited yes. me on to be yes. on it. I just had a great time. You can download it. Yay! It, but, I saw it know, on Instagram today. It was gave, very funny, the clip. Gave us our first job, gave me my first job in 2002, and then it's like, to be a, a guest of his, is it's an honor. Yeah. yeah. It's full it. circle cool. twice. Yep. Twice. Circle twice. Um, I'll go. Sure. Um, it's a very simple one, although, you know, having Anna on the show is obviously going to, is special for me because she's a, a nice, dear friend. But um, mm-hmm. I was telling Alec this, that this podcast, I was never a morning person. I hated waking up early. It was just, I was I'm a night person. And this podcast has made me a morning person. And mm. I like yeah. it. I like it. I feel like I get yeah. more done. So thanks, guys. Yeah, you, you, you have a sense of like you've done something when it's noon. Yeah, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. We have. And so. that you can't yeah. do anything else. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my high note is uh, we just came off the weekend of Mother's Day. Oh, I had yeah. a, we had a great Mother's Day. Um, just I lucked into a great day. I, I somehow wrote the right words on my card to Tall. Which, you know, I felt, but I could tell by her reaction she enjoyed it more. Then we, the three of us, went and, and saw my you mom. You tall on the pillow? <laughs> yeah, the pillow was mentioned. <laughs> the tassel was mentioned. Uh, so we went and visited my mom and family outside Boston. We came back and we went down to the water at sunset. And, like, I had Levy say the things out loud that she loved about her mama the most and oh it was God, just a really we just had a really great day so mother's day was my high nice note um and uh, tail end of the show here we did a great job we all did great yeah most of us did really well um <laughs> next week yeah. we have ike baronholtz will be yes. here ike baronholtz actor Funny man, Ike Barinholtz. He's currently in White House Plumbers on HBO Max, which is very funny as well. I can't wait to talk to him. Um, But thank you all for listening. Thank you two for being awesome. And we will talk to you again next week. Talk to Ike next week. That was fun. Can it stop right now? Schweppervessel.